Brian Wu checks in with another strong start, and Teoscar Hernandez continues his red-hot month of June to give the Mariners a 3-2 win over the Chicago White Sox. Our thoughts coming up here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. We're back. It is once again Friday, June 16th, 2023. This is Teddy Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. Link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode. Three to two, the final from t-mobile park mariners take game one of their weekend series with the white Sox. we want to talk about it we want to talk about brian Wu. we want to talk about teoscar hernandez we want to unfortunately talk about this team's struggles with the bases loaded but we'll save that for later on let's talk about the positives brian Wu went five and two thirds in this one gave up a pair of solo home runs but outside of that just three hits allowed Nine strikeouts, zero walks on 91 pitches, just three hard hit balls on the night in total. Colby, tell me about Brian Wu. What did you like? What did you not like, if anything? I don't like that he gave up the two home runs. Like, okay. that's that's suboptimal, but fair. And again, they were solo. So, you know, um, yeah, the thing I like about Wu tonight, um, I actually think, I think that. Stackhouse may have miscategorized some pitches because the two seamer tonight was by you know by my eye his best pitch. It was filthy. It had tons of run, arm side run on it. It was a great pitch, and they've accredited him throwing a lot more four seamers than two seamers. And to my eye, that wasn't really the case. I'll go back and rewatch because that's a fun start to rewatch either way. But um, both those pitches were really good tonight. You look at it, you know, uh, seven whiffs on twenty two swings on the four seamer four uh on 15 swings of the sinker but really the pitch that that stood out tonight and really it, the pitch that just dominated you know for every mariners pitcher who went out there was the slider brian Wu, uh it was the best slider we've seen from him not tremendous command of that pitch still kind of working that out but much better uh, than we saw in even the anaheim start where he was also very good um just off the outside corner a lot threw it 13 times got seven whiffs so that's a pretty filthy pitch if you're if you're putting up that kind of um, that kind of number. Um, he also threw 22 of them. 15 of them were or uh, sorry, uh, let's see, it was 17 of them were strikes, I believe. Like that is that is an insane number. They were chasing the slider all day. Fastball as good as advertised. You know, is actually not as hard as he threw his first two starts. I don't think that's anything about. You know, I don't think that's anything concerning. I think that's just him settling into his role um, and the adrenaline, you know, being able to, to handle that a little better. But fastball was still 95 tonight. Two seamer also 95. Uh, slider was a little bit firmer, 83, 84. They even, they even clocked one at 87 miles an hour. Mm. Uh, and they do just credit him with just one changeup. But I, 
I don't think it was a changeup, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, he mixes it up pretty well. You know, uh, it was 43% four seamer, 32% sinker, 24% slider, got whiffs on all those pitches, got called strikes um, on, on the fastballs. Only one called strike on the, uh, on the slider. But, you know, again, you get seven whiffs out of 13 swings on that pitch. You don't really have to get a called strike on it. You just have to put it near the zone. And clearly, uh, Chicago was not equipped did the slider tonight and the Mariners just, I mean, slidered them to death. Is that a thing? Sure. Uh, because when you look at this pitching staff as a whole, 16 strikeouts tonight, no walks. I'm willing to bet that of those 16, at least 10 were on the slider, mm. maybe 12. Like it was, it was gnarly. Uh, it was, it was just slider city tonight. Um, by the way, uh, Matt Brash, I don't know if we're going to talk about him or not, so I'll throw this in there now. Sure. 23 pitches, 19 sliders. Okay. 13 swings on the slider, uh-huh. 10 whiffs. Wow. A 77% whiff rate against Matt Brash uh, on a slider. Uh, overall, 71% whiff rate uh, for Brash on all of his pitches. So, yeah, I, I do wonder, you know, might see some sliders the next few days against this uh, this White Sox team because they weren't close. They they, they were yeah. not close on any sliders tonight. I, um, I I'd say that's a good bet for sure. Yeah, I I think we're probably going to see it, and and yeah, it was just a fantastic night for Brian Wu. Still searching for his first major league win. If you care about that, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's got he's looked better in each and every one of his starts so far. Um, you know, there's yeah. definitely a clock on, on Wu. He's not going to be able to make 20 more starts for you, but, uh, what we're seeing right now is definitely major league quality. And it's definitely a guy whose stock, uh, should be jumping up, uh, you know, for a lot of Mariner fans and, and, you know, a lot of other ball clubs too, but I, I think Wu's a keeper. And I think he's somebody that Mariner fans are going to get really comfortable with over the next, you know, three weeks. And then hopefully Marco gets back. My favorite at bat of Wu's start was the second one against Luis Robert. Got a runner on second and Tim Anderson. Mm-hmm. He throws that slider at the bottom of the zone, which should have been called a strike, ends up getting called a ball. Now it's a full count. You got first base open. It's pretty easy to just, you know, mm-hmm. throw him something outside of the zone, see what happens. If you walk him, all right, so be it. Instead, he comes right back at Robert, who is arguably the the White Sox best hitter. He's their and, all-star. Yeah. And uh gets him swinging on a on a fastball at the bottom of the zone. That's that's pretty cool stuff out of a young guy who, you know. And his first major league start had everything wrong happen to him. And that can, that can scare you a little bit that can impact mm-hmm. you mentally in a, a little, little gun bit. Shy, sure. Yeah. But uh, you know, he, the, he comes back with a strong start in Anaheim and he comes back and does what he did tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very impressed with Brian Wu. And again, really the, the most important part here, the, the, the number that really stands out to me tonight, zero walks. Now I know the White Sox were pretty swing happy tonight, but still, like to to not walk anyone as a rookie in your third major league career start against guys like Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez, that's that's pretty darn impressive. So I think you could argue right now, Brian Wu's fastball is better than Bryce Miller's. Ooh, that's a take. I like yes. it. Now Miller's fastball Miller's fastball is much more spin rate he- heavy. Mm-hmm. It's harder to, you know, hit hard. Uh, but Wu has more deception uh, yeah. and he has a better two seamer. 
So I think when you kind of combine those two, I think Wu's fastball value might be a little bit more than what uh, Miller's is right now. And Miller's also kind of battling some some control and command issues at the moment. So, you know, maybe recency bias there, but it's a legitimate 65 grade pitch. I think 70 grade pitch on a good night. And tonight you saw him flash probably as, you know, a 60 slider uh, at times. Uh, it was a 60 slider because it played up thanks to, again, at times and select times probably 55 uh, control and command, which is, you know, right where you want to be. And, and Wu's got three pitches working like he does tonight. He's going to be very tough for anybody in particular, a right-handed heavy lineup to uh, deal with. Yeah. You pointed this out to me during the game in our DMS. And I, I can't remember if you mentioned this, you know, earlier on in the show here or not, but we saw some really nice run on that fastball. That was, mm-hmm. it's a really nice looking pitch and it's, it's doing a lot of damage for him right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he does next. Obviously, going to be a, a much tougher test the uh, the next time that he goes out there. Um, what is it? Baltimore is the next start for him, or is it the last Yankee game? It's the last Yankee game. I think it's the last Yankee game, yeah. It's the last Yankee game. So, yeah, starting in at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> we'll, Good we'll luck, see. Hey, not going to face Aaron Judge, as far as we know. As far as we know. I mean, they Aaron could tell Judge me he's might, out until August, and I would still think he would find a way to get back yeah, to the Mariner series. Yeah, so. he might descend from the heavens all of a sudden, and yeah, all we hear, possible. hey, Aaron Judge is taking BP, and he's running the bases. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we'll, we'll... We've been tortured enough by that guy. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to miss him for just one series, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm sure Brian Wu would uh, greatly appreciate him missing that series as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's uh that's for another time. For now, congratulations to Brian Wu on a really really nice start tonight. Uh, now let's talk about this offense, this Mariners offense. We're gonna talk about the good of this offense first. Again, we're gonna save the the bad for a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but first, a reminder: this episode of the Locked On Mariners post game show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Now, I hate shopping for summer clothes. I just got to be real about that. I I just want to be comfortable no matter if I'm at the ballpark or back at home recording an episode of Locked on M's. Oftentimes, though, I find myself settling for clothes that feel cheap, tight, and restricting and make me sweat in all the wrong places. Gross, I, I know. Thankfully, Bird Dogs has me and therefore you covered. Their wide selection of insanely comfortable shorts, joggers, sweatpants, polos, and more have me ready for any occasion this summer throws my way. I mean, who doesn't love stretchy fabric and built-in underwear? It's time to look good, feel good, and play good this summer. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash MLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 3-2 victory over the Chicago White Sox. Game two, it's a rare afternoon game tomorrow at T-Mobile Park. So get in early, and if you're not able to uh, watch the game, you can catch it on the Mariners' hometown broadcast, SiriusXM via the SXM app. Also, if you were at the ballpark, happy Pride Night. Hope you had a good time. Hope you had a great time. If you're you know listening on your way back from the ballpark or you were there you know last night, you're listening in the morning, what have you, hope you had a great time. It looked like a fun time out there at T-Mobile Park. All mm-hmm. right, so uh, it was a really fun time for Teoscar Hernandez tonight who continues to stay red hot at the plate. And this makes me... Ty is trying so hard not to pound his chest right now. I told you. What did I say? I told you. Okay, but he did, so he did this, but he did this after I like kind of... 
yeah, waved like the white flag. Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he's probably not coming back next year. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Do you see why I always go down with the ship? Always. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Obviously, Teo's big night, but uh, apparently, I'm going down with the ship, Colby. <laughs> according to a <laughs> sure a former sure. listener of ours, apparently. Sure. Um. But yeah, obviously, it was Teo's big night. But Ty, did you know that? Uh, everybody in the Mariners lineup one through six got on base at least twice tonight. I did not know that Colby. Yes. Uh, JP Crawford went one for four with a double and a walk. Julio uh, two for five with a mm-hmm. double Ty France two for four. Um, Teoscar Hernandez two for four, two RBI Jared Kelnick one for two with two walks and a single a Eugenio Suarez one for three with a walk as well. Cal Raleigh also walked Jose Caballero walked stole. Uh, stole second. Everybody but the DH spot got on base tonight. Um, everybody contributed in some way. And I think the nice thing about the offense right now, or at least tonight in particular, they struck out eight times, which is a good number for Seattle. Walked uh, six. So it's a really, that's when you go 16 and 0 on the K to base on ball ratio on the pitching side, and then you go eight to six on the offensive mm-hmm. side, that's controlled his own masterclass. That's exactly what that is. And it generated a whole heck of a lot of traffic. Now, <laughs> didn't generate runs tonight. It didn't generate runs tonight. That's for later, Colby. That's for later. Sure, That's sure. for later. That's for later. But yeah. how about Tay Oscar? Like, it's probably too late for Tay Oscar to put himself into like all star conversation. Yeah, it just yeah. April was so bad and May was so meh. It just he's not going to have enough time. But he's sitting two fifty three right now with a. Uh, 740 OPS, which isn't a great stat. Um, I did pull one little stat here. Uh, it's entering tonight's game, so not counting tonight. Mm-hmm. Teoscar is hitting 280, 333, 450 with a 122 WRC plus in the last 27 games. Yeah, tonight he added a homer and a double. So, yeah, yeah. uh, after tonight, these are the up, uh, updated numbers from fan graphs 107 WRC plus for Teo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he just he looks really good, and he's still continuing to play good defense on the other mm-hmm. end as well. He's valuable on both sides of things here, and that's really the key because he's hasn't really ever been that right. So if you right. get Teo with this level of defense and the bat that we've seen over the last four years, that's a really freaking good player. Sure, you giving him five and a hundred. I mean, I'm probably giving him more than that. <laughs> like, look at Ty a week ago. It's like he will not be back, and now all of a sudden Ty's over here. Like, yeah, I'll give him 100 million dollars. Sure. <laughs> like that's that's all right, quite no, a all right, all right, all right. That's uh, look. Quite I, a I did Ty. say that, but I do love Teo. You know that I love Teo. I, I get Teo it, has frustrated the hell out of me this year, but I do love Teo. You went from don't even risk the qualifying offer to give him a hundred million dollars. Yeah, now in I a didn't week. say that. Now, now you're you're kind to, of implying you're try, it. You're trying to Julio me. You were kind of implying it. You're trying to Julio me. Uh, um, right. But yeah. <laughs> um, also, I thought I thought Kelnick looked uh, really comfortable tonight too. Which yeah, is good he had to see. A, he had a really nice night as well. Kind of got believe. robbed in his last at bat. I, I was I was really surprised that he did not score from first on that Geno double earlier he, on in the game. But yeah, I saw the I saw it happen li- uh, live. Like I just happened to look down to see what Kelnick was doing, and he yeah. froze. He wasn't yeah. quite sure if that yeah. ball was going to get caught. Or no, not. I was I was watching him as well. He was like kind of stalled halfway between first and second. And yeah, then... Robert is 
very good defensively. That's he's, that's a that's a really he's good not point that as good. Well. But you know, um, why take the risk? Nobody out at that point, right? That's so, for later. That's for later. That's for later. Anyway, uh, uh, it was Gino's double, by the way. I think you said Teo. Did I say Teo. All right, yeah, Gino. Right, you might have either. Um, all right, so circling back, um, you mentioned the eight strikeouts to six walks. We're seeing this consistently over the last mm-hmm. what ten days. Yep. You know, ever since that first win in, in San Diego, that June only win in 6th, San Diego. Yeah, June 6th. Um, you know, that's the that's the date that I keep on going back to when I've been pulling these stats, talking about this offense the last couple of shows. Because um, it, it really did seem like something clicked there in San yeah. Diego. And uh, we're seeing them maintain that. And again, doing it against either, you know, the cream of the crop in terms of starting pitchers or at least starting pitchers that have good stuff like jesus lazardo has good stuff mm-hmm. he's not obviously a top tier pitcher but has really good stuff can hang with the best of them edward cabrera has really good stuff michael kopech has really good stuff um and we we saw that especially in some you know key moments in this game again yep. that's for later but mm. the the overall approach from this offense is just it's so much better it's Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a better product to watch in general like i have a way better time watching this team the past 10 days than i have all year really yeah Um, i think they're probably just like six and four in that 10 day stretch maybe even five five, but just looks different it feels different and even when they have you know moments like tonight where they blow you know bases loaded no outs multiple times it's not necessarily irritating me as much as it was you know a few weeks ago it was still very irritating don't you do not get me wrong on that no no do not misconstrued that but i i don't feel like "Ah, that's over you know they're not going to get another opportunity they're not going to capitalize later on in the game they're not i don't feel as hopeless because the process just seems more sound than it's been all year instead of kind of like just knowing that like oh well they're they're not going to score tonight like blah blah blah. it's kind of like yeah okay but the at-bats are still really good it just feels like it's inevitable and eventually it'll come yeah and then you just kind of wait and then you get to the end and you're like it didn't come and and you they lost and and you know whereas in the past it's like oh they had the bases loaded nobody out in the first and they didn't get any ball game like they're not getting another chance like that they're creating more chances like this and and that's why you have you know 15 base runners tonight and and unfortunately only score three um but that's baseball sometimes and and you know i'm not saying that they got babbibbed like they did the other night against miami uh because that certainly wasn't the case there were some yeah. really poor at bats with the bases loaded yeah or guys in scoring position nobody out and, and just like just wasted at bats but um they were you just when you keep putting yourself in positions like that basically every single inning it doesn't take a herculean effort by anybody to win these games in particular when your pitching is as good as it was tonight. Um, there was a very 2022 Seattle Mariners win. Yeah. They worked the bases. They hit a home run when they needed to, uh, pitching was just dominating. They jacked up the pitch count of the starter, got to the soft underbelly of a, of a mediocre white Sox bullpen. That's just had to go, you know, 11, 12 innings last night with, with LA. Um, so yeah, you're, you're just kind of seeing what this offense can look like. And I think it's pretty funny, too, because we talked about this in May. You know, how good would this offense look if Julio, Teoscar, and Gino were just like, just be like 80% of what you were last year. Just be 80%. We don't need you to be 
all-stars like you were last year. We just need you to be like, just be above average, just be not a, a black hole. And, and that's what basically what we've seen for the last week, um, a little bit longer with Teo and a little bit longer with Julio, but in the last mm. week or so, Gino has joined the party and what do you know? Those three guys are also in the bat pretty well right now as is Ty France and wow. Lineup looks longer. Wow. Look at that. They can really string some hits together. Oh my gosh. Who would have possibly foresaw that? Yeah. Anybody who would look at the back of the baseball cards and see who these guys have been their entire careers. And, you know, we'll see if Kelnick can, can kind of start to write the ship a little bit. Crawford has been pretty steady uh, all year. Cal is kind of in a little bit of a funk that he's starting to climb out of over the last few days too. Mariners aren't too far away from having a lineup one through nine that can, um, that can, you know, seriously put up some runs and we're starting to see the little baby steps they're taking still kind of waiting for somebody to come up and get that big hit, right? Bases loaded, yeah. nobody out. Where's the double? Somebody park the double in the gap. Let's clear the bases. Cause that game, honestly, it should have been over after the third inning. It really should have, but, you know, it's a bummer that stuff happens. Um, the Mariners found a way to win, and that kind of makes everything else that went wrong tonight not really matter. Elite pitching, just smart, just smart defense, no major mistakes. Tim Anderson, um, and just and just enough timely hitting, keep the pressure on the opponent's defense and pitching staff by constantly having runners, by constantly putting the ball in play. Keep the pressure on them; they will make a mistake, and if they do, and you capitalize. You're going to win because the back end of your bullpen right now is pretty filthy. Again, game two of this series is going to be on the Mariners hometown broadcast, Sirius XM via the SXM app. Check it out if you're not able to watch the game tomorrow afternoon. Again, that's a what a 110 start in Seattle. So mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate that as someone who watches in the Eastern time zone. So thank you, schedule makers, whoever decided to. Uh, make tomorrow's game in the afternoon and for all of us on the best coast not a big fan of it look man i just it's it's a saturday i don't want to wait until 10 o'clock to watch a baseball game i don't want to wait it's not debatable yeah yeah no it is it is it is i i don't look after living in in the pacific time zone and the mountain time zone for most of my life and then coming here it's it's been awful as a uh, mariners fan it's <laughs> it's not good would not recommend yeah. uh definitely one of the biggest downsides of, of moving here but uh yeah all right <laughs> that uh that said we're gonna talk about look we gotta talk a little bit about the team struggles tonight just a little like bit already did but okay just just a little bit just a little bit we're, we're just gonna go through it well I have one particular bone I have to pick with a certain someone that plays first base for the Seattle Mariners. He had a good night hitting wise, but <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in just a second. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Make your way to FanDuel because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Great promotions every day and instant payouts. FanDuel is where you want to be this summer. Plus, it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 3-2 to victory for the Chicago White Sox. 
And once again, and for the final time, I will remind you that you can catch game two of this series and game three on Sunday with the uh, on the Mariners hometown broadcast with the Sirius XM via the YesXM app. All right. Ty France. I hope your teammates are absolutely ragging on you every single night after you talked all that crap about how your speed rating should be higher in MLB The Show. All that should be a lot lower. You are quite possibly the slowest player in Major League Baseball. I don't, I don't want to be that guy, right? I really don't want to be the guy that's like, yeah, I could tackle Derrick Henry or whatever, but oh no, there's, there's a non-zero chance that I could outrun Ty France to first base. This is what I would say. I would say upwards of 40% of the Mariners fan base can beat Ty France in a foot race to first base. I would say I'm including children. I'm including the elderly. That's why it's only 40%. Because if we're talking about people who are within five years of Ty's age, like in that, I would say upwards of 70%. He's slow. Like there's just no way around. He's glacially slow. The double play in the first inning. I know. You may like, I'm guessing Julio could have crawled to first base faster than Ty France ran to first base. Like, what was that? And then. The, and then the whole, what, what and knowing how slow you are why are you trying to book it to second on the rbi what are we doing that's here, not man? even the worst part he stopped like, i know yeah i know like i get sometimes you right you sacrifice yourself so the run's guaranteed to score and if ty's trying to do that the fine. run already scored. the run was going to score you have to know who's on base and you also have to know your strength so if you're going to try that like if you're not 100 percent sure and in the moment you know we it's easy for us to say this Maybe Ty doesn't know. Like he does, he does not quite 100% sure. So he wants to make sure. That's fine. Your job is to book it to second base. Yeah. It's not to try and get in a rundown. It's not to be like, oh, maybe I can, you know, no. Because at the very least, you're, you're going to be out, right? You know that. When you make that wide turn, you're like, I'm sacrificing myself to make sure that this run is going to score. There's a 99% chance I'm going to be out. What is my best chance to be that 1%? It's to go to second and make the catcher make the longer throw. To second base, not to just stand there yeah. and wait for the catcher to close the distance on you. Pick a lane and go. Make them make another throw, another yeah. long throw. Yeah. You have to know that. And I know people are like, well, that's not really what you do. You have to know who you are as a base runner. And just because yeah. you're willing to sacrifice yourself to make sure that run scores, you also have to be willing to do what is the next best thing to give your team a chance. And that means you book it to second base and you hope that they make a throwing error. And, you know, based on what we saw from the White Sox defense tonight and, you know, the entire year, is it out of the realm of possibility the catcher can't throw the ball 80 feet accurately? No. I mean, the shortstop couldn't. Right. So, yeah, you just have to go, man. Know who you are as a base runner. It's You don't have to be fast to be a good base runner. You have to be smart to be a good base runner. You have to know what your skill set is to be a good base runner. Mm -hmm. Ty, you're slow. France. You're slow. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, but you're faster than him. <laughs> We're slow, right? So if you're going to make these base running, not blunders, because I do think that was his thought process. I'm going to make him cut it off, although they didn't cut it off. The catcher had to come get it because the throw was so far offline, whatever. And by the way, you should be reading that as the ball's coming in so you know to get back to first. But once you make that commitment, go. Go. Don't hand them the out by standing there. Pick a lane and make them make the throw. 
Yeah. It's, because uh, even it, I get these are professionals. They're probably not going to airmail that throw. You know what? They're definitely not going to airmail the little five foot eh, that they have to throw that after you let the catcher just run right to you. Like, I mean, maybe if John Luster is the one with the ball, but <laughs> I just go. Yeah, yeah, pick yeah. a lane and go. Make them make the long throw to get you. Anyways, yeah. That, yeah. Enough said on that. Th- that's enough beating up on Ty because Ty's swinging a really nice bat right now. Yeah, Ty's like 282, man. Ty, I, I think statistically is one of the seven best hitters in, in the American League this month. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, him and Teoscar, man, they're kind of. Yeah, Teo's top five right now. Yeah. Like, they're carrying the load a bit. Gino the last week, certainly up there. More yeah, and even the field power for Gino. Well, and even and and even with Gino, like I, I don't know exactly what his his numbers look like over the last week or so, but he uh, just the overall, you know, um, how how he just looks at the plate is just better, mm-hmm. right? There's better oh, yeah. contact. There's more hard hit balls, obviously, you know, and he's had tonight. he's had quite a quite a bit of bad luck, you know, yep. looking at the other night mm-hmm. against Miami, uh, but <laughs> Gino's looked a lot better. And, um, uh, and my or and Anaheim, yeah, he had two also, games where he yeah. ninety eight miles an hour plus on three more, three or more balls and went over so bad, like, so so annoying, just so annoying. It is. Oh, it's yeah. got to be frustrating for, yeah. for Gino, but he's in a, he's in a good spot right now, and he, he's a veteran. He understands that. Um, so yeah, hopefully he can continue because again we've talked about this. If Teo, if Gino, if Julio, if Ty France, if they all kind of get on a roll at the same time, and we're dangerously close to getting to that point. This offense is a top 10. This is a top 10 lineup if all those things happen. Um, mm. And that's without any additions. Now, they still need to go make an addition. But yeah. if those guys are all rolling, the amount of like the the impact of the addition can be a little bit less. Yeah. It just makes it easier to find that guy. So yeah. hopefully this is the start of something new. But for the love of God, can somebody park a double in the gap with the bases loaded? especially early in a game like you have to sit here and be like boy i sure hope somebody at least hits a sacrifice fly before this double play (laughs) and you know what's crazy about that the mariners uh numbers with the bases loaded are really good i know they're one of the 10 best teams in baseball with the bases loaded i don't did you see how mariners pr clearly wanted to uh (laughs) put that out every beat reporter under the sun like suddenly tweeted the same the same same exact stat (laughs) it's like cool guys i get it but let's not pretend that those at bats were acceptable. Like on any level, were those yeah. at bats with the bases loaded acceptable? Get um, out of here, dude! What the hell was Tim Anderson thinking? <laughs> there, there are an obscene number of Mariner fans who want that guy here, and I get it because he's kind of he's a cool player. He's fun, uh, yeah, yeah. He's I a love, fun player. I love Tim. I love Tim sure. Anderson. Seems like a good dude. Like, yeah. I don't know that much about him personally, but mm-hmm. at least that's how he's portrayed and. And you just kind of look at it. Duke, not a good shortstop. We saw that again tonight. Makes questionable decisions, and he's injury prone. And he's not even hitting this year. Yeah, he's got a five eighty four OPS. Has he even hit a home run yet this year? I don't know. The number last time I checked, he hadn't. I mean, Benatendi hadn't either. And <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I I don't under like I understand Tim Anderson why people like Tim Anderson the player. I don't know why people like him the the you know as a Mariner trade target. Like dude's just not been very good the last, you know, two years and he's been hurt. Yeah. I just the, eh. Yeah. I uh if he's so super super he's a duper rental. cheap, 
if he's super duper duper cheap then like i'm into it you know taking a flyer on him but i mean if i can get him for ty adcock fine yeah something in that realm then cool but other otherwise like if they're trying to get me to value him even like 80 percent of what he's been no even like last year he hit 301 yeah he had a 339 on base which is still you know it's above league average but not amazing and a 395 slug he had six home runs last year in 79 games this year in 50 games he has zero has this been the uh the pseudo tim anderson trade a day segment kind of i'm sure at some point we'll we'll get to him like in a full scale segment but yeah. let me tell you right now you're not going to like my answer if you want tim anderson the, because... the answer to me is likely no <laughs> it's it, it's plus like yeah. people are, oh you just you move him to shortstop or you move jp to shortstop you want to tell jp crawford you're moving him off a of shortstop for the guy who just airmailed a, a ball tonight that he had no business throwing like that's the guy you're going to move JP yeah. Crawford for, huh? Nah. Yeah. I don't know if he's capable of playing second, but uh that's that's yeah, something kind of that's that's another discussion for another show. Yes. Uh lastly before we get out of here, uh the Mariners picked up a game on both the Rangers and the Astros tonight. The Rangers lost mm-hmm. to the Blue Jays and the Astros lost to the Reds. Uh, the Mariners are now seven and a half back of first place in the AOS. Now that that sounds like a lot, and it it certainly is a lot, but it's also June seventeenth. Not to say it's still early, but I know how much you guys tie, hate that. Tie tie tie. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a story about the nineteen ninety five Seattle Mariners. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. right, baby. Yeah. They're nowhere near out of it. They could be twice as far back with sure. half as much time to go and still win this division. Because I'm going to tell you about Rich Amaral and the return of Ken Griffey Jr. and Edgar Martinez and Randy Johnson. Uh-huh. Welcome to the 1995 cast. There we go. But uh, <laughs> We'll never escape it. We'll never escape that team. No, no. Uh, I mean, so th- this I like is, them too, but... This is a great time to uh, bank some wins and pick up some ground because the Astros right now they're they're weakened without Jordan Alvarez who's supposed to be out sure. for the next 3 or so weeks at, at right minimum. up until he might be back in time for your series against them right before the the All-Star break but more than likely yeah they won't activate him until after the All-Star break the Rangers are are actually hitting some regression right now a little bit of regression they're they're still playing decent ball but it's, it's 3 and 7 all- in their last 10 their offense has regressed a bit. They're more middle of the pack uh, mm-hmm. for the last, you know, 10 or so days. Like when I was looking up the June 6 stats for, for the Mariners, the Rangers were more or less middle of the pack in pretty much every category that I looked at. So um, this might be your opportunity right now. You know, you, you got two more right. games against this White Sox team. You know, the thing that's going to really determine this is, is the road trip that's coming up. That's a massive road trip. Yankees, Orioles, if you can find a way to just go 500 or somehow go like four and two, look out. But I mean, take care of business at least one of the next two nights against the White Sox and feel free to get greedy and sweep the series. But, you know, win at least one of the next two, go on the road, find a way to go at least 500. And then you have a shot when you get back home before you go back out for the final road trip of the first half to make up a little bit more ground. Uh, Yeah, Texas is three and Texas is three and seven. The Yankees are four and six. Uh, mm-hmm. the Astros are also three and seven. And so you, 
you don't have to make up all the ground before mm-hmm. the all-star break, but if you can make up, you see your four games out of a playoff spot. If you can be within two of the, of the uh, wild card spot, and if you can be within five of the division lead, that's going to be pretty massive. So just, just keep playing good ball and we'll see, we'll see where they are. Right. So, you know, again, why this matters is because it it could very well determine how aggressive you get at the deadline, right? That's why it's so important because it really isn't important in terms of the grand scheme. Like this isn't important in terms of, or as important in terms of like what the final picture is going to look like. But two games in terms of your back, dis- yeah, two games back versus three games back, not that big of a deal. No, but but if you could be five back by the All Star break mm-hmm. instead of eight. That's right. that's not you're insignificant. Looking, yeah, you're probably looking at more impact moves as opposed to just, you know, filling in roster gaps. So look, you, you got series against the Nationals, uh, the Giants who are hurting right now, mm-hmm. uh, the Astros without Jordan. Um, am I missing anyone? Uh, I mean, like the Rays, but the, I mean, this might be the best possible time to catch the Rays, which isn't really saying much because the Rays are still really freaking good, but they, they haven't been, but they haven't been as good sure. as of late you're not catching so, them yeah san francisco not, by the way has won five in a row oh uh, yeah. go figure but uh, yeah you have a shot those are hey, not time for them better. to cool down before uh yeah, exactly exactly just make their way to san francisco so um there's there's a really good opportunity here to to bank some wins and, and pick we'll up see. some ground so we'll see just how it play goes good ball all right so i think that's going to do it for our show Thank you so much uh, for tuning in tonight. I uh, hope you had fun. I uh, hope you had a good time at the game if you went to the game. If not, if you were just chilling at home watching the game, I uh, hope you had a good time uh, watching it. It was a fun game. Frustrating for for a good portion of it, but fun nonetheless. It's always fun when the Mariners win, and they are back to 500, 34 and 34. But hey, can, for the love of all that is holy, can we please put some separation in between us and 500 finally? Finally, finally, well, Ty, I hate to tell you this. If you if you win this series and mm-hmm. you go out and you go 500 on the road, mm-hmm. you're 500 for at least the next week. <laughs> Pain. So you either got to sweep this series or you got to do better than three and three on the uh, on the road. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast or post game show rather uh, for Colby Padnode. I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. Oh, silly me. None of you are probably listening by now, but we are trying to send JP Crawford to the All-Star game. Hashtag JP for ASG. Send us your All-Star ballots uh, at Lockdown or at LO underscore Mariners or at Lockdown Mariners at gmail.com and you're entered into our giveaway. Colby's giving away a signed Luis Castillo card. Like five of you are listening to this at this point, though. My bad. Uh, You can find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Anyway, thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you next time. Peace.